it is an all oh, man. I'm not going to jump the gun. I, that was a great. That was a great recommendation. That, by the way, that was a good one. That was a good one. Welcome to WrestleMania 2000. <laughs> oh no. Where they couldn't get the rights to it <laughs> and had to have Jim Johnston record a different version. Of what? Yeah, it's so obviously uh, the same damn thing. Like, it says, ooh, California. And it's just like yeah. this beat. Like, it's pretty obvious. Like, I mean, it's not WCW theme music obvious, but it's, it's up there. Um, but here we are. I am Chris. I am also Chris. And welcome to another episode of the number one highest rated podcast on all of the Talk Nerdy to Me network. It is an all new episode of the Friends with Benefits podcast. Woo! And, man, let me tell you, I got some, uh, some pretty interesting feedback uh, on, our, on last week's show. Uh-oh. About dreams. Good or bad? Um, weird. Uh, like I, I guess because it's dreams, I guess I can I can use the right word haunting. Um, but there were a lot of people that uh, that were uh, chiming in with um, you know if if they had uh, like lucid dreams and uh, like you know those controllable dreams and uh, like recurring dreams and stuff. There's a lot of people that listen to this show that have a lot of really weird dreams. Well, they listen to us, so, you know, there's something there that's not right. That is absolutely true. Uh, one of those weirdos, one of those freaks, um, is uh, our buddy Jason. Nice. Uh, our um, dear friend, Jason, who uh, you probably know him. If you don't, you should know him as the host with and, the most. And all around just good guy from the Before It All Starts Again podcast, which if you haven't listened to it yet, what are you waiting for? Um, you should. Yeah. I um I uh I responded he had an episode, uh his last episode was about uh like that extra friend in a friend group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and um I said, he, he's like, you know, he, he was asking for people to, um, uh, give him your stories of times where, you know, either you, your group had that extra friend or you were the extra friend. Mm -hmm. And so I put out a tweet and I said, man, about your, uh, you know, extra friend in the group. I said, I got two words for you. Ghostbusters group. I'm just going to stop. And then we had a cut. We had like, he, um, he chatted with me for a little bit. We had a little talk about it. Um, but, uh, we're, uh, we're working, we're, we're trying to figure out, um, uh, he doesn't know it yet, but, uh, we're going to work on the schematics of, uh, doing a, uh, either a crossover episode or he's going to join us at some point. Uh, oh yeah. Because, uh, um, because we need to have a, uh, like a, a CW universe crossover episode like a multiverse episode into it so but um man it has been uh it's been a a hell of a month already this week and uh but we're gonna just uh we're gonna try and uh make the best of it because uh it can't possibly get worse right buddy don't fucking jinx it like it can't possibly get any worse, and we can't talk about um, uh, any of the other dumb shit um, that could possibly go wrong, right? And any bad stuff. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Hey! Jumpy, jumpy, Oh, God, that's going to be a two-hour. Well, yeah. Uh, it's not white. It's not right. Uh, uh, so, so many cringes in this. Uh, 
Yeah, it is another installment of You Can't Do That on WWE. Today, we've covered a lot of trash and crap yeah. in WWE up until this point. It's about time that uh, we we get to probably one of the most egregious and just pure, full-out, offensive um, examples of you can't do that on WWE today. Um, I'll come out and say this might be one of the most distasteful storylines they've ever done. Yeah, it's from start to finish. It is just, it is so bad for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. And it all starts on uh, November 13th, 2005. And that is, um, it was a, it was a Sunday and on uh, the WWE official site, it was before they had, you know, like a, a, you know, Twitter and all this other stuff. So, like, all of the official news came from WWE.com. And there's a WWE.com posting. WWE is deeply saddened by the news that Eddie Guerrero has passed away. He was found dead this morning in his hotel room in Minneapolis. And, you know, it, it, it seemed completely and totally, uh, it seemed like, like it had to be wrong. Like it just, it just, it had to be, you know, uh, uh, a, a joke or somebody mistyped or, you know, um, you know, he, he was just on SmackDown, uh, wrestling a match. How, how doesn't seem possible. Um, and then, you know, um, it, it, it continue it, like it gets confirmed by multiple places and, um, you know, one of the, the saddest, like under contract passings in the history of pro wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, you can tell how much Eddie meant to everyone by the fact that they did a four hour tribute show to him. They did raw and SmackDown that week. Yeah. Which is Crazy because of what they did to his memory afterwards. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get there. Um, you know, there's a, there's an incredible, um, you know, uh, on the tribute show opens with a, uh, a just amazing, um, video tribute to the, uh, Johnny Cash song hurt. Um, you know, you, you have, um, all these, all these wrestlers talking about, um, you know, his, his influence and all that, um, you know, just, uh, even, even, um, you know, the McMahons, all of that, just, just ridiculously sad. Yeah. And, uh, to throw back to a segment we already talked about, Kerwin White, there was Eddie's technically nephew, but you know, they, basically always called each other brothers, uh, Chavo Guerrero with his bleach blonde hair right next to, uh, I believe it was Chris Benoit or Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, one of the, uh, uh, one of the most emotional, uh, tribute speeches, uh, that they aired was from Chris Benoit, but, um, Ugh. yeah, don't really want to glorify that. Um, so there, November, November 13th. Uh, it takes them until November 29th, 2005. Um, and I, th- I think I'm going to also, uh, let you in on a few things that I don't think you remember happened. But okay. I, I did a lot of research on this. 
so November 29th, 2005 on SmackDown, uh, you see on the stage, we are informed it is the Eddie Guerrero Memorial Lowrider. That there is a lowrider on the stage just hanging out on the show. Okay? Like, at that point, still, emotions are still kind of raw, you know, um, very possible, keep, keep the, um, you know, keep the memory alive. Um, at that point, uh, Randy Orton, uh, during the show, beats The Undertaker with a tire iron, throws him in the back of the Eddie Guerrero Memorial Lowrider, and then runs it into the electrical area, destroying the vehicle. And in case there was any doubt about how classless they wanted to be, the next week on SmackDown, Randy Orton says, I killed him, I killed The Undertaker. Um, also, Yeesh. Also, uh, at that point, uh, if you went to, at the time, now it's WWE, it's the shop WWE, but at the time it was the shop zone. Yeah. Uh, during that week, uh, they ran a banner across the top that had Eddie on it that had a, um, that was advertising a sale, uh, with the slogan, Viva La Savings. No. Uh, so that week, uh, several weeks after his death, uh, they ran the banner Viva La Savings with him on it. Uh, well, and I, I, I do remember thinking WWE handled it really classy with all of the tribute shows except with one. And it was the women's battle royal they had that they used to further the storyline. Or they used to start the storyline between Melina, who was on Raw, and someone who was on SmackDown for the cross-branded Survivor Series. Match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we fast forward to uh, December eighteenth, two thousand five, Armageddon mm-hmm. pay per view. Uh, Tim White, longtime WWE referee. Um, after a, uh, a bout of storyline depression shows up on screen for a supposed comedy skit, holding a shotgun. Yep. Uh, camera pans away. You hear uh, the blast of the shotgun go off. Uh, then you hear the commentary team, uh, ramble about, um, the match that was going on with uh, the apparent joke being that uh, Tim White had actually shot himself in the foot by accident. Um, if you went later to uh, the website to uh, Tim White's bar, the friendly tap, uh, you would you would have seen the uh, the posting. Quote: Unfortunately, with the recent passing of WWE superstar parentheses, and friend of Tim White, Eddie Guerrero. No. People have been outraged at what transpired. Please be aware that sometimes storylines are created over a long period of time. Just because this angle happened after the death of Eddie Guerrero doesn't mean that Tim or the WWE is disrespecting his memory. End quote. So, because I guess that was such a long thought out and planned storyline that it just had to go on. Um, you know, you couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get rid of it. Um, so, um, let's fast forward. December 9th, December 9th. Yeah. Actually, we would, that would be backing up, but December 9th, 2005 on SmackDown. Back, Um, back, back it up. Undertaker Orton feud continuing. Uh, because uh, despite Randy Orton's claims of murdering The Undertaker in the back of the Eddie Guerrero lowrider, The Undertaker has returned, uh, has been playing mind games, um, and, um, you know, they did, they, they did a replay of the uh, Hogan Warrior WCW Mirror thing, which looked real stupid. Oh. Um, 
Did it look any better 12 years later when Undertaker and Orton did it? No. Um, eh, of course it didn't. No. Uh, Bob Orton uh, ended up being possessed and talking like the Undertaker. Just stupid shit. Um, also, though, uh, a video package aired, uh, which was Undertaker. It was basically uh, all of the previous shots of um, Undertaker uh, and his quote-unquote victims in the ring. Um, which part of that included, um, the undertaker hanging the big boss man from WrestleMania, uh, which was less than a year after Ray trailer had died. Um, Ugh. fast forward for real. Now that was just a, a speed bump of, um, not, not Eddie Guerrero related, but also very tasteless. Um, mm-hmm. fast forward for real February 3rd, 2006. Ray Mysterio. Oh, okay. Wait, sorry. Go ahead. No, go no, ahead, no, no. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I do want to touch on the the Rumble. I, yes, I thought the yes. way they handled Mysterio winning the Rumble and everything was actually surprisingly tasteful. Uh-huh. It was nice to see him come out in the in the low rider and, you know, saying he was tributing it to Eddie and blah, 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 blah. And I thought that was, you know, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. I think in a in a garbage can in, in the dumpster fire was the you know the one part that you were like oh this is actually giving me warmth so and that's that is a the, like the one feel good moment out of all of it and uh, on this episode of Smackdown Rey Mysterio has won the Royal Rumble heading to Wrestlemania and he's out to make his um, uh, victory speech and um, you know March to WrestleMania speech. Uh, He's interrupted by Randy Orton, who says, quote, and you probably heard in the opening, uh, Eddie's not in heaven. Eddie's down there in hell. Uh, He would later in that same interview say that Rey Mysterio had as much chance of beating him as Eddie had of coming back to life. Fuck. Um, also at this time, um, we'll go to the February 13th, 2006 edition of the figure four weekly from Brian Alvarez, who says, or who writes, quote, I should note that I have heard from several people who have noted that their friends believe this whole thing is an angle that Eddie Guerrero is not really dead and is going to be coming back soon. Please think mm-hmm. about this for a while. The thing that really strikes me now is the fact that in the world of WWE, Eddie Guerrero is still a character, a main character, in fact. Here is a man who has really died, yet he is still the top star on both the Raw and SmackDown rosters, and he is being played by Rey Mysterio now. It is so bizarre and so weird and really quite uncomfortable. And... <laughs> Of course, as we know, it will only get worse um, as Rey Mysterio uh, would go on to win the uh, world championship um, and would probably become the worst booked world champion of the last 25 years. Yep. Um, He would lose cleanly to a bunch of people. Um and uh including to Mark Henry and um the great Kali. Yeah, great Kali and then uh as if this could not get worse, uh Chavo Guerrero, Eddie's nephew, shows up in this feud. Uh Henry uh Mark Henry sums up Chavo by saying that uh, he was a parasite on the Guerrero name and telling Chavo point blank, quote I spit on the Guerrero name. I spit on you. And if your uncle Eddie were, were alive, I'd spit on him too. Uh, that was the, uh, June 30th, 2006 SmackDown. Now, can we, can we, can we get in the way back? Can we get, yeah. can we back it up one yeah, more time? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's go to the night after WrestleMania 22 when Ray had won the world title and Chavo says he wants his own WrestleMania moment and he's going to beat someone for the Intercontinental Championship, and if I had to guess, it would probably be Shelton Benjamin at this point in yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, and Chavo loses because, of course, that's how WWE works. You got yep. your feel-good moment at WrestleMania. You don't get one again the next day. Oh, of course not. Um, Zach so, Ryder. 
that yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Chavo loses, and it's the it, it was how they started to plant the seed of him turning into a bad guy. Yeah, because we make it to the August fourth SmackDown. I'm glad you brought this up. Because if you thought by uh, by adding Chavo Guerrero in um, that it would make it better, uh, I'm sorry, I got bad news for you. But if you guessed that Chavo would uh, turn heel and become a giant dick, uh, well, then congratulations. Chavo would come out and say, quote, Rey Mysterio was a thief. Let me tell you what he stole. He tried to steal the spotlight, my spotlight. He did everything he could to tie himself to Eddie Guerrero because Ray couldn't stand on his own two feet. I saved you from losing your title over and over. He used the Guerrero name. I'm the Guerrero, Ray, not you. Ray, you didn't just steal Eddie from me. You didn't just steal him from the Guerrero family. You stole the memory of Eddie from each and every one of these people out there. You're nothing but a leech living off the blood of the Guerrero name. And... And... So to split them up... They make the wise decision of the level-headed, baby-face wife of Eddie Guerrero runs down to try and split them up. And we can at least, you know, be thankful as of August 4th, 2006, that they're not going to do something real stupid like turn her heel. August 25th, 2006, Vicky Guerrero turns heel by hitting Rey Mysterio with a steel fucking chair. Um, hold on. I also want to go. I, I want to get in the uh, behind the scenes chair real quick. <laughs> All right. And make note that the only reason, the only reason Vicky Guerrero ever became an on air character is because WWE was basically bullied by the fandom into hiring her after they found out that she had lost her home. Yeah. After Eddie died. Yep. WWE is the Viva La Savings. And yep, yeah. exploiting the death of this man for eight months after he passes away. Yeah. And his wife and children were almost homeless. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, they've so they've they've turned her heel and, you know, they turned his nephew heel. Uh, I think at this point, the only thing that we can be really thankful for is that uh, none of the kids got involved. Right. September 15th, 2006. <sighs> Ray, uh, Ray Mysterio's son, Dominic, appears on WWE TV. Um, and if you don't remember Dominic, go back to the Eddie Guerrero-Ray Mysterio feud uh, where um, Eddie claimed that Dominic was his because Ray Mysterio was impotent and they had a ladder match for... I don't even... Never mind. So Dominic... Nope. Yeah, <laughs> that, that'll be its own conversation. So Dominic shows up. Uh, and cheers Rey Mysterio on in in a match that he has, uh, but then is later seen hanging out with Vicky and Chavo. Uh, the only silver lining in this entire thing is shortly after that, uh, it's never spoken of again. So, hell of fucking Luya. October 13th, 2006. I swear to God, we're almost done. Um, we are almost we are almost a year yeah. a year into when the man has died. Oh, we're yeah, we're about to pass it. Uh Chavo has lost to Rey Mysterio on two occasions already. Demands one more match in this feud that will just for the love of Jesus never end. Uh Rey Mysterio says no. Vicky Guerrero says, quote, the difference between my Eddie and you, Ray, is that Eddie had balls. Uh, Chavo, <sighs> Chavo would go on and, uh, beat Ray in this match and force him into quote unquote retirement. Thank goodness. This feud is finally, finally over. Why do I feel like there's a butt weight? December 11th, 2006. Yep. Here we are. It was not over. Uh, the feud, basically, what it did was it switched from Chavo and Vicky versus Ray to Chavo and Vicky versus Chris Benoit. Uh, because they basically just swapped him out completely, and uh, Benoit took over, and they just kind of dropped the Rey Mysterio part of all of it. Um, uh, 
it continues on. I don't really feel like we need to. We've proven a point. Yeah. Um, so just, just will not, will not fucking stop. Like there are some incredibly egregious, egregious things done. Like WWE loves to humiliate people in their hometown and loves to, as Jim Ross likes to always put it, castrate people of their dignity. And they will put people in situations and skits and stuff, uh, like making William Regal pretend to drink pee. Um, You know, so much stuff that takes people that, you know, actually have... that have dignity and, and destroy them just because they can. Mm -hmm. And this is a classic example of the dude is dead. Like he is dead. Eddie Guerrero, his story, um, from that new year's Eve car crash. And they thought he was going to die. And, you know, he basically rebuilt his entire, you know, he rebuilt his life, his, his substance abuse issues that, um, uh, are well, well documented. He should have been somebody to idolize and, and put up on that extra level that, yeah, he not only, you know, he had all of these, these, hurdles to overcome but he did and not only did he like he blew by them and came out on the other side so much better and you should instead of um putting racists and misogynists and awful people in your hall of fame and looking at you warrior treating people like yeah a guy who wrote on his blog that he wishes jim ross had it would get cancer and die um you you idolize him and you name awards after him and and put him in the hall of fame and you you do that kind of a storyline about eddie guerrero Mm-hmm. Like just because you can, because you're big dick Vince McMahon and you own the wrestling business. So who really cares and who's going to tell you no, like just the, the, the disgust that I had reading all of those the first time while I'm compiling the stuff and then reading them again now, just unconscionable. Is all I can think of. Just disgusting. This is something that this segment was made for. Yeah. Because I would like to believe, I would like to believe that something like that could never happen again. And I think people, I I think people looking back are, are outraged enough about it that if something like that, even close to that would happen again, it would be, it would be a really big, like it would not go without mention. This is why, and like it's shit like this is like shit like this is the reason we needed an honest alternative for a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, people wanted impact. To succeed. <laughs> Sorry. People yeah. wanted impact to succeed, but they, you know, that was still when it was the uh, tyranny of Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Jarrett goes over. Um, and that's like when, uh, you know, just ROH, never got the backing from Sinclair or anyone that it needed to be a national program. They did great and have done great with what they had. 
So basically what I'm trying to say is he, it, here is uh, storylines like this make me, wish, make me wish AEW was better. But that's yeah. another topic for its own day. Yeah, and my, my, the thing that makes me so sad is like shortly after this, Impact, Impact became, for all intents and purposes, the better brand, became the better promotion. Um, when they had the, um, it, it took them a few years after this, um, like the probably 08 to 0, to, to, uh, 0, 10, to, to 10 impact was some of the best wrestling on TV. And it yep. did, it, it, it helped a lot that WWE sucked real bad at that point. Um, but impact was Honestly, for a good one, there was a stretch where they were the better product. Yeah, and they were putting on, you know, and yes, they pushed some really old WWE talent that didn't yeah. needed to. Looking at you, Scott Steiner and uh, Kevin Nash. Your drop foot. But uh, at the same time, you had amazing, and I mean purely amazing, homegrown, not even necessarily homegrown, but talent that was just hitting the national spotlight for the first time. Yep. Samoa, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, uh, Christopher Daniels, Petey Williams. Like, yeah. there was so much good going on. I just – Well, even I then – I wish they'd – sorry, go ahead. No, no, sorry. You had, uh, you had Motor City Machine Guns. You had Beer Money. Yeah. You had Eric Young. You had – I'm sorry. You had who? Uh, EY, Eric Young. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Back it up. You had who? You had, uh... What was the tag team? Uh, beer. Money! Yeah! Uh, I mean, you had a lot of really good talent, um, and they were given time to do... Like, if you look up, like, 08, 09, and 10 impacts and pay-per-views like you're going to see some of the like better wrestling than you're you're gonna you're getting right now on tv in my opinion yeah um and i mean that's negating the fact that they also had like x division guys like sanjay dutt amazing red yeah. as much as i hate him austin aries was even fantastic at this point and trust me i do hate austin aries uh, but yeah, like the mid to late 07 up until Hulk Hogan took over at the beginning of 2010. Yeah, that was when it. Eh. When they're bringing Sean Morley, Val Venus in to do uh, pay-per-view matches and he goes over. Yeah, that. That's yeah, a there's a, he, and he goes over clean. Uh and don't get me wrong, like they had some like they had some really good signings. I think uh, as good as he was in WWE, and you know, it got his name out there. Mister Anderson, yeah, shined in TNA. Oh yeah, uh, just <sighs> yeah, like because uh, then at that like shortly after that, um, during that time, you had uh, Angle, you had Christian. Um, I'm sorry, the Canadian Rage Christian Cage. Um, terrible name. Uh, but like you had talent that was not, you had a, I had a good mix of talent that was not being used by WWE and then all these new guys and you were seeing all this new, uh, abyss. Um, yeah, you know, these, these characters that were great. Um, and they just didn't get the traction. And by the time people were actually paying attention to them, it was far too late. Um, and they kept changing day. Like, it's just a whole bunch of mess. But, yeah, I just, this this whole thing is, like, every week I'm like, this segment makes me a little a little nauseous. Yeah. And this one, this week especially, well, just leaves a, leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's. Uh, I, I think egregious is the right word to use, and yeah. it. You know, I used to work Monday nights at. Uh, I used to have to like I rotated Monday nights with one of the other workers at Chick Fil A because he wanted to watch. Uh, I'm sorry, the chicken place I worked that wasn't oh, yeah. open on Sundays, <laughs> um, because he 
wanted to watch Heroes. I wanted to watch Monday Night Raw, and we were both too poor for TiVo. Yeah. So uh, we would rotate weeks. And uh, so I actually – I was actually kind of bummed because I missed, like, the first 20 minutes of the Eddie Guerrero tribute show. Like, I knew it was coming on on Raw that night. So, like, I was doing everything I could to be like, I am out of this door no later than, like <laughs> – we were out of the door at 9.05. <laughs> We normally didn't leave until about 9.30. So, I mean, it it just pains me to see, like, a dude who literally gave his life and turned it around, like, and turned his life around for the wrestling business to just get shit on so badly. Yep. But fuck him. Yeah. Not, not Eddie. No. WWE. Vince McMahon. Fuck, fuck Vince McMahon. I'll say it. Fuck Vince. I don't even care. What's he going to do to me? Fuck Vince McMahon. That was that was my uh, that was that was my uh, my hot take throughout all of this, which is not really a hot take. It's like the coldest take you can get, and that's fuck Vince McMahon. Sure is a statement. Yeah, it's a, it's a declarative <laughs> statement with a uh, subject and. I don't know, verb. I don't know what the, I'm not good at parts of speech, but anyway, um, let's, let's, let's get away from this. Um, you posed a hell of a good question to me last week, by the way. And I'm still wondering how big is your penis? Uh, it's the same size as Batista's. Oh, uh, so, um, as soon as someone answers, how big is Batista's dick? You'll find out how big mine is. That's when we'll know. And I don't know why you ask. You've seen it before. so It's hard to take in. Uh, you know, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> you asked me a great question. And I, like, I, I have, it, it brought back a bunch of really great memories. But you asked me, um, what are some things that I have bought, watched, read, whatever, uh, based purely on the cover alone. Like, first sight, first thing that I see, like, what, what you know, what speaks to me um, and that I, that I bought, watched, whatever. Uh, like, made, made, a, made a purchase or, uh, you know, took in based solely on the cover. And throughout my well, go ahead. I was going to say, now, did I tell you where it came from? No, you did not. Uh, I, I posted this on the show Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, a couple weeks ago, my friend and I were going to go try and hit. Uh, you know, we weren't open for Fourth of July. We were going to my my buddy Will and I were going to go try and hit up the Barnes and Noble Criterion sale. We were we were making it happen. All right, Criterion sale, man. Let's do this. Uh, so it didn't start until July 10th. We didn't know that until we were already up there. So we started looking around and, uh, I don't, and like, I, I like anime, but I'm like, not like a weeb. <laughs> um, I'm not like a huge anime fan or anything. I'm like, I, I enjoy anime, but I'm not like a massive fan about it. And occasionally I'll buy like some different mangas and that kind of stuff. And there was one that stood out to me on the title alone. And it's apparently a romantic horror, but not in the sense of, like, you know, the Sookie Stackhouse books or anything like that. Uh, And the title of it is called I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. Okay. I'm about a third of the way through I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. And I made a good decision. (laughs) All right. Sight unseen, did not flip through and read the first couple pages. I just... uh, Snagged me. I want to eat your pancreas, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. All right, that's a, a, an interesting. See, I don't know that I would have been able to see that and not flip through it, and um, you know, like get get an idea of what it's like first. I don't know if I could just blind bought it with any comics or manga or anything like that. I always flip through to make sure I'm going to like the artwork because your story can be amazing. Yeah. But if I don't like the artwork, no. 
that's yeah that's that's fair like it's that our artwork is very very important i do that with um uh it nothing bums me out more than uh a comic that i've been looking forward to or that i see that i really really want to read and then the art is not like i don't like the art and um it it depresses me yeah it's a bummer man it's a bummer um, but yeah, let's take it back. Let's take it back. So yeah. lay it on me. So I think my best, um, my, my best instance of this is, um, it started out. I've spoken about this place very highly, uh, home vision video. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we, started we when we moved from home vision video to the blockbuster when they built a blockbuster and so we started to go to the blockbuster instead um i was old enough at that point that um you know i, I was like i was old enough to drive at that point and so my parents uh they got me like i had my own account there and, uh, I had the, like, my parents had it on there where I could rent anything. Okay. Like, like they, they, they didn't have like the, well, he's only 16. So make sure he doesn't rent any R rated movies. Like my parents were like, it's fine. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're okay with whatever he can rent here. Like there's nothing here that's going to be like, you know, damaging They're all, you know, commercial move. Like it's, there's, there's nothing like, you know, there's no snuff films or anything here. Um, and so what I would do, like my, my goal at that point was, uh, I just tried to watch as many movies as possible and, oh, yeah, sure. um, I cleared out the, the horror section. And so how I judged all of these movies was literally, you would just walk down the aisle and you would pick out the coolest cover art that you liked. And the one that always sticks out to me and, um, I remember renting it like I, I like I was literally a case of I was walking down the row and I looked over and I saw the cover art and I stopped like dead in my tracks and I rented it and it was uh the the Silent Night Deadly Night VHS cover where it's the uh the house with the chimney and yeah. the the Santa arm is coming out of the chimney holding the bloody axe and like that, that cover in my head is like, it has been burned into my brain. And so I remember I was walking and I stopped like dead in the, in the aisle. And I, I, I had to rent it based purely on that cover. Uh, it was a decent movie. It was okay. Um, but they got their two bucks out of me because I, I absolutely rented it. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a similar story. Do tell. So, uh, my old friend and, uh, past roommate as well was a guy named Jonathan. The story I believe I told on... It was either one of our early episodes or uh, one of the last Talk Nerdy, epi- Talk Nerdy episodes we did. Um, the same roommate that I ran into at WrestleMania <laughs> oh, yeah. in 2018. Uh, we would go to Premier Home Video over here, and we would rent. We would just find something that looked kind of goofy. Uh, you know that I enjoy uh, like some kind of like low-budget B-horror movies. Yeah. So we we got one, and I was like, the cover is too good to pass up. It is an axe in a hamburger with a clown reflecting in the part of the blade you can see. Oh, God. And it's a movie called Drive Through. I have seen that cover. Um, it... It has a four on IMDb, and that's about what it deserves. <laughs> uh, that might be generous. But 
it, here's the thing. It's fun. And, uh, you know, like we watched it, we laughed our asses off and, you know, it, it's as good, <laughs> it's as good as you would expect a movie about a ghost <laughs> fast food mascot haunting and murdering people to be. Um, <laughs> just a ton of fun. I'm so glad I found it. It is one of the few DVDs I still own. As I keep clearing out my collection, it's one of the few DVDs I still own. It's still one of the ones I just won't get rid of. Sorry, I've got something caught in my chest. Hey, you get emotional about it. I understand. <laughs> Drive no, no, it's a burp. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, and I mean, it's just, oh, and uh, do you want to guess what the clown's name is? Uh, I hope it's something stupid like Slappy. Horny. Horny the Clown. Okay. Horny the Clown. Okay. All right. And the best part is people are like, oh, my gosh, he looks like the mascot for, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. It's uh, like, yeah, he does look kind of like that. But then you see like how the mascot looks in commercials, and this looks like the most new metal clown <laughs> killer on the face of the planet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, it's a dumb, goofy, fun movie. I'll, I'm probably due for a watch soon. <laughs> you do like a yearly watch or like an every couple of years? Every couple of years. All right. And uh, I've never wanted a shitty movie to get a sequel more just so they could have called the sequel drive through Two. please pull around. Oh, my God. Yeah, like uh, pull up to the second window. Jesus, yes. that would be perfect. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That would be great. That's that's funny as shit. I just looked up the cover. That's that's pretty damn funny. Um, a movie that I know you love. uh that has one of the best covers. It's a very simple cover, but it's great. And it sold me on it 1000%. A little movie called Jack Frost. Yes. And Jack Frost 2, where he goes uh, to the Bahamas. Dude, when's the last time you watched that? Uh, it's been a, it's been a minute. The, the first one or the second one? Second one. It's been a minute. Uh, I it know is whack. I know it's not good. But the first one is... It's so awful that it's good, and a snowman has sex with Shannon Elizabeth, and it is one of the funniest things. It's so bad, but that cover—it's literally—it's just the—it's just the, the 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 angry face of a mutant killer snowman, and it's every like if you close your eyes right now, if you're listening and you're not driving, and you close your eyes, and you just picture an angry mutant snowman it's exactly it's exactly that's the cover yeah and did now was the one you saw was it the reflective one like the uh the the it, it moves yeah 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 oh yeah okay good good yeah. good i know the blu-ray doesn't do that but uh the dvd that i have does oh yeah i, I was gonna say um if you are a host of the friends with benefits podcast and own the vinegar syndrome special edition of jack frost please put your hand up that's I believe two hosts have their hands up right now. Two for two. <laughs> yep. Batting 100% on that one. Yeah. I believe when I posted the Snapchat of my horror shelf when I first put all my special editions together, you just messaged me back. I see Jack Frost on yeah. that show. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it was like, it was like a, uh, it was, it was such a proud moment. It was a, uh, it was like a, like a proud dad that was just like, he, he grew up so fast. <laughs> he got himself some some Jack Frost. It's like that. The uh, the cover of Chopping Mall, yes. uh, is is great. Uh, the cover of the stuff is really. I was going to say, have I sent you a Snapchat of uh, what is also on the shelf now? No, I haven't seen I it yet. I found it. Ah, oh, yes, I found it. Yes, uh, yeah. That uh, those covers. And if you've never seen those movies, if you've never seen Chopping Mall or The Stuff, do yourself a favor and watch both of them. You'll love it. You'll love them both. And if you don't, this is not the podcast for you. So I'm going to venture into the video game world for a minute. Yes, please do. Uh, I like puzzle solvers, mm -hmm. and I, I like cell shading. And... 
So I'm at GameStop one, I don't know, one weekend. I don't work weekends anymore, so, you know, some weekend. Uh, So this is probably about a year or so ago, and I'm just looking at the shelf, and I'd skipped an ad for this game. Like, I don't know what stuck out about it because it was just the title. I'd skipped an ad for this or, like, a watch-through or something on YouTube, and I was like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll check this out. And I picked it up, and I looked at the cover. And I flipped it over, and all I read was the uh, – it said something about, like, the puzzles will drive you crazy, but the story is good enough to keep going. And I was like – I flipped it back over. I was like, eighteen ninety nine. I will buy a game called The Sexy Brew Tale. <laughs> uh, it's all top-down, kind of third-person, very um, Link to the Past-esque. Like, every room you move into, the camera completely shifts. Uh, but – yeah, it's literally uh, you have to stop uh, a murder, like seven different murders from happening in this hotel. The hotel is called the Sexy Brutale. Oh, that, that that sounds really interesting. Yeah, and um, each one is happening at a certain time. So if you know if time expires. You have to start over. You know, obviously, you as the player remember everything you you did, and you can figure out what you need to do. But uh, yeah, it, it it was a ton of fun. Um, I'll be real; I haven't finished it. But what I played of it, I really enjoyed. I think I was playing that, and then I don't know, probably. It was, Insert mainline Nintendo title here had me distracted. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, usually uh, um, there's some uh, single-A Nintendo title that has come out. Yeah. <sighs> but that's but yeah. okay. The Sexy Brew Tale. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's part of it. I hope that's part of the ads when they rang it, no, it is now. Every time I bring it up, if if I ever bring it up, you have to remind me to make the noise. Yeah, all right, all right. Um, man, uh, gosh, I still remember um, when I moved here, when I moved to Bowling Green, um, going to the uh, the Hollywood videos and finding uh, games and movies that had crazy covers. Um, the one th- like the the other part the other thing that i enjoyed doing i was one of these guys that uh i had a netflix account when it was by mail which tells you how old i am uh in college i had a netflix by mail account and what i would do is i would go on the website and they always had like real weird um like a a, a cover art for a movie and then I would put it on my queue, get them in the mail, burn them on my computer, make a copy, yeah. and then just send them right back. Like that day, I'd send them back. Okay. And, um, but they had like real weird, like international cover art sometimes that looked really cool. And, um, like that was a really fun, uh, like a Wild West for cover art. Because they would have like movies that you're like you know what the poster looks like, and it's nothing. To, it looks like nothing like that. Oh yeah. Uh, so that I, like I love the international poster stuff. Um, and when when places use that as the like the representative photo, and um, then I I use that as a, as a guide, and then I watch the movie. I'm like, this has fucking nothing to do with that. Like, what does that have to, but I still liked it. So whatever. Um, but, uh, books, I'll tell you a book, um, that, uh, that I enjoyed based purely on the cover art. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me get the, uh, the author. Cause I know the, uh, I know, I know the exact name of the book. Cause I was, uh, sometimes, uh, I like to go to, um, Barnes and Noble and just see, uh, you know, see what, what they've got. Uh, but, um, a book by, uh, Edgar Cantero called 
Meddling Kids. Hell yeah! And it's literally like a Scooby-Doo adventure. But yeah. the cover art looks awesome because it lo- it, like it looks like a it looks like a like a grown up Scooby Doo, uh, but also like pretty creepy. Uh, yeah. Fucking great, great cover. Just as a side note, dude. Yeah, like that's a that's a fantastic one. That is. Um... Uh, that's part of a two pack I bought my dad for Christmas. Nice. On literally a book I borrowed from my friend Wes's wife, <laughs> uh, Elaine, that also, and I'm going to look up the uh, author here real quick so I don't get that wrong. Fun fact, if I'm ever mumbling to myself like that, it is 90% of the time going to be Legend of Zelda music. Um, have you ever seen the cover for a book called My Best Friend's Exorcism? I'm looking it up right now because I have never seen it. Now, hold on. I need I need you to... My Best Friend... Images. Now it's the one that looks like the VHS. Cover. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like a uh, like a VHS, or it looks like a um, like if you take out the VHS sticker, it looks like one of those like old school choose your own adventure books. Yeah, which I friggin' love. That's awesome. Yeah, that I, looks really cool. I guess for the like of the second part of it, they. Sorry, I also just saw something that says "Happy Death Day Filmmaker Tackling My Best Friend" or uh, adaptation of My Best Friend's Exorcism. Yeah. Uh huh. I like the first Happy Death Day. Um, yeah, but yeah. The, first one's when good. they re-released, when I guess the book got like a second printing or something like that, they reversed it into that. If you scroll down, you can see the weird, uh, like yearbook photo one where the one girl's just not facing it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like that one as much. Oh no, not at all. But here's the thing: I like the book so much. I'm listening to it on Audible again right now. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. Yeah. That's that's a it's a sign of quality. But man, yeah. I guess uh I guess sometimes you can judge a book, movie, etc. by the cover. Right. Give games credit where credit's due because of the sex is brutal. Wow, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what else I love? Hmm. Uh, uh, taking my web browser and going to patreon.com slash FWB podcast. Me too, man. Where I can find uh, bonus uh, options for bonus episodes, uh, a 203 episode archive. Um, the potential to not only uh, um, come up with topics that we talk about, but maybe even be on the show to talk about your topic. I can't believe we already have to suspend the thirty-seven fifty donation. Um, we already have a uh, a taker on the thirty-seven fifty uh, tier. The the the, uh, the like the secret menu tier. Um, that's what we need to do is we need to make a post at some point. That's like the secret menu. Oh yeah. And you can, you can, uh, like pick different amounts. Like they're very oddly specific amounts. Like a dollar 73 gets you something and like $2 and 15 cents gets you something else. Like, so like, it's like when you go into like a Starbucks or something and you know, what's on the secret menu, like we need to have a Patreon secret menu. I'm in with that. Man. All right, we're going to work on that this week then. But uh, yeah, we already have a um, a thirty seven fifty intergender championship uh, challenge request. So as soon as that payment clears, uh, we will bring you that as a bonus, uh, which will be a Patreon exclusive bonus, by the way. Uh, so if you want to see that unfold, uh, join the Patreon, Patreon.com yeah. slash FWB Podcast. It does not get much easier than that. It doesn't. It doesn't. But it does. 
does get easier because there are certain things we love here on the Friends with Benefits podcast. You know, we love each other. We love beer. Yeah. We love frogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and we also love you oh. because you guys will continue to be our friends with benefits. <laughs>